0: And welcome to Soberholic Podcast. This show is designed to address topics that will encourage, equip, and inspire you to explore life's most difficult topics and overcome your biggest challenges. Today, your hosts, Roger and Jason, will share from their own experience how you can find hope and healing in recovery. Welcome back to Soberholic Podcast. I'm your host, Roger. I'm in studio with the one and only Jason Rice. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So today we're going to dive into a topic that we've avoided for over 100 episodes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have um, gr- we like skimmed around it a lot, um, but we've never just dove in and done the topic on whether or not we can see addiction as a sin or a disease yes yeah.
1: this is this is the one that I've always been like, man,
0: very debatable,
1: very debatable uh, uh probably will make somebody upset uh by something that one of us says, probably what you say will make them upset <laughs> you're probably
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> at least my wife would agree with that
1: but yeah let's let's get into it so is is addiction a sin or a disease yeah, um, answer it. In five five seconds, go. Just
0: maybe, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that would be the short answer. Yeah, um, I don't know. It, this is one of those things I've I literally didn't go do research because I know that I've looked in the past, and it just really depends on the point of view of who's writing the article that you're reading, right? Um, whether or not what they lean to which yeah. which way, and so I'm just going off my own personal beliefs today sure. of what I believe. Um, addiction is whether it's a sin or disease and uh, it's one of those t- topics for me that i kind of feel like i can talk out of both sides of my mouth Do you yeah. know what i mean yeah. I, I i can lean one way and the next way i can lean the other and it really boils down to specific situations and, but there are, you know, broader topics when we come into that. And so I think it's probably important for us just to kind of start with with, with that, you know. Um, if you look at what a sin is, you know, for me, a sin is, it, well, I don't really know how to sum that up other than, you know, sin is when I'm doing something against God's will. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I heard one time um, another guy in, in recovery with me, he would argue the fact whether he could um, still smoke pot or still drink because he, he struggled with cocaine use and was always trying to make a uh, a case for using something else with the addiction thing. And I'm probably going to get this part wrong, but I want to say it was Billy Graham that said this, and it may not be him. But we'll just say that anybody, any Christian would, would do could say this, is that... Um, you know, whether if you were a Christian, we'll say, if you were to go and drink, even though you could drink, I'm not even getting into the denominational preferences or any of this that people uh, regard, whether it's a sin or not, would it make your witness better if someone saw you drinking? So in other words, if if you went out to the local restaurant and saw your preacher, your pastor at your church, drinking a beer, would you think more um of him or less of him. Mm-hmm. And so most would say I would think less of him. You know, I would expect him not to be drinking. And um you know, I, I kind of feel that way myself as if, you know, when has drinking ever made me a better person? When has ever smoking pot made me a better person? And um you know, I just don't believe that it does make you a better person. Yeah. So that that kind of leads up to the whole you know, if I look at it through God's eyes, do I look more like Jesus when I'm drinking or when I'm not drinking? And so for me, the answer would be that I can kind of see it being a sin when I drink or use drugs around other folks. Oh, Or, okay. or even even in secret. I'm not saying why I'm around other folks, but, you know, that does not make me look as a follower of Jesus. Okay, that make yeah. sense?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so... Basically, to lay out my premise of what I kind of think is i I do think there's elements of both um obviously if you're if you're not if you don't have any kind of spiritual beliefs you're not a Christian you know it wouldn't be is addiction a sin or a disease it would be is a, a addiction a choice or a disease hmm. so so we're, we're we're essentially talking about the same thing because right. if if you're choosing to continue to use drugs and alcohol or abuse whatever substance it is, then you're essentially saying you're choosing it on purpose. Correct. That's that's, that's the the root of what we're talking about here, and I I, I think there's elements of both. I think um, for me as a believer in Christ, I believe that addiction. Has its roots in sin and brokenness.
0: Well, would you? I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. We're so, both
1: thinking out loud,
0: right? right. <laughs> so we would both agree, I would assume, and and probably most of our listeners that with with a disease, especially the diseases of addiction, if you if you follow this line of belief, that our problem centers in our head, and yes. that's where our our problems begin. So we begin thinking one way, and it leads us to to wrong actions. But would sin not be the same thing? Does sin not begin in our in our head?
1: Yeah. So um, the the early church father Augustine he viewed sin as like an illness, you know, that humanity suffers from, and so you know you could almost just sidestep this whole debate by just saying, "Well, sin's a disease itself, right?" You know? yeah. And you could just sidestep the whole thing and everything we're talking about here you know, today is, is labels, you know, and, uh, you know, is, is labels in this kind of, you know, splitting these kind of hairs and, and, and putting labels on things like that. You know, at the end of the day, how much good is it going to, is it going to help the person who's suffering from addiction? Probably not a lot, but, um, you know, I, I do think it is important to, to, to talk about this because for me, and this is why, like, for, for my own personal recovery journey, um, the first couple times, my first couple attempts at sobriety, like, I thought that I was just, like, I thought it was purely a moral failing of mine that I couldn't get sober, like, a yeah. 100% moral failing. And... Even though I was like physically, mentally, you know, and everything addicted to to drugs, I thought that I should be able to choose to just quit doing drugs. You know? Like why can't I do this? It's because I'm a horrible person, that's why.
0: So when we say moral failing, just just to be clear, saying, we're saying like but i mean like good or bad person like, like I, I should yeah, be good like, enough not to do this or bad enough yeah to keep that because i keep doing this
1: i'm just a piece of crap and i'm terrible so i can't quit <laughs> That's
0: that, that, is that the alabama definition yeah okay
1: <laughs> so i mean that was what was in my mind early on in recovery and so when i started coming in the meetings i was exposed to you know the doctor's opinion you know mm-hmm. and, and the uh preface to the big book and everything and i remember talking to my sponsor about that and he was like you know you didn't wake up one day and decide, you know, hey, I'm going to be I'm going to be a drug addict alcoholic. This is what I want to be when I grow up. You know, this 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 con- this disease concept was exposed to me and it it actually helped my recovery a lot. Um, and I don't think the disease concept totally excuses all responsibility of a person. Um I didn't feel like it did for me at all. I was like, you know, I still led choice. I I I still acknowledge even now that I made choices that led me down the path of addiction. Um but what the the you know, thinking of addiction as a disease, what it does help me with is is like I didn't I didn't set out to do this on purpose, you know. It kind of it kind of it kind of takes some of the um, like I, I don't blame myself quite as much as I was, and I don't think that I was just. I, uh, I mean, I am a bad person, and I do am am a sinful person in in the eyes of God. But as far as like, um, it's kind of hard to ar- articulate here, but like, I'm just not. I, I wasn't. Oh, okay, hang on, I was. I wasn't having trouble staying sober because because I had a weak willpower. I didn't have any willpower. So, like, I I was having trouble staying sober because I was, you know, because to me, like, once you're actually addicted to whatever substance it, it is, your power to choose is
0: gone exactly does that make sense oh exactly because you know we talk about this disease or the first time i ever heard of addiction being a disease was in in was in aa meetings just mm-hmm. like you're talking about and they begin to tell me that you know that i wasn't just I wasn't just crazy and I wasn't just sorry because that's what everybody had been telling me. Right. Is that, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're doing something that you don't want to do because you have a disease that centers in your mind. And that for me explains so much because I kept trying most of my life. I've, you know, I've tried to just wheel my way through things. You know, just try a little harder, be a little stronger and you can, you can beat this. And that didn't work because I really wasn't using, because i wanted to anymore i was using it against my own will It just that's yeah. all i knew i would go i would go and do it because that's all i knew I, I had become a slave to it
1: yeah and if it was just a choice well then you would have just quit exactly i mean that that was that was really the nail in the coffin for me that like hey there is this this is a disease mm-hmm. um because there was so many nights i'm sure you had these two where the sun's coming up in the morning you've been up all night <laughs> Oh, yeah. And you're just like, I'm not doing this anymore. I will I'm never gonna use or whatever again. I'm sick of this.
0: That was every morning.
1: Well, yeah, every morning. Yeah. There was something so depressing about those sunrises. Mm-hmm. You know, looking back like whenever I'd been up all night and the sun's coming up and you gotta go to work and you're like, Uh oh, this is not gonna be good.
0: But anyway, but, so, hey, but on that same thought, even if you took the drugs out of that, does that not look just like a diet? I mean, I'm being for real with that, is every night I oh, say, yeah. I'm not going to do this again. and The next morning I may start out okay, but before the end of the next evening I've screwed up. You know, I've ate what I shouldn't eat or I've done what I shouldn't do. And and that just shows you that there there's this, this desire to want to quit, but you just become a slave to it because that's all you know. Right.
1: And so I think for me what the disease concept is, another aspect that it helped me with was like, it was an equalizer. Like I'm not, I'm not so much more terrible than people who don't use drugs and alcohol. Like I'd always in, in my act of addiction looked at other people who weren't, you know, a slave to drugs and alcohol and was like, they're better than me. They're just better people than me.
0: Well, because they, they had their lives together for right, one, yeah. you know, they had a little more money, and they drove a better car usually because we had messed everything up.
1: Right, but, you know, with the disease concept, I, I, I started to, to realize, like, hey, I'm, I'm really sick here, you know. Um, but
0: those other people you're talking about seem to take this disease concept and turn it against us because they – I'm not saying all, but a lot of times you'll hear, well, you know, you're just using that as a cop-out, you know, well, you're just justifying your using. I've never really seen really anybody in addiction use that as a way to say, well, I, this is just the way I am. I have a disease. I'll keep using it.
1: I've never heard that. I
0: haven't either. The, um,
1: what I've always heard is you didn't You didn't set out to, to get to where you are on purpose like this, but you are 100% responsible for what you do now, you know, um, I, I remember hearing that you know I've heard that a ton of times in recovery is you know now that you're you know you've, you've you know, broken you know and, and had some some time away from your substance and you know it's cleared out of your system and all that kind of stuff like it is up to you and you are responsible for your recovery and your sobriety
0: the, the, the whole disease concept gave me the opportunity to just breathe a little bit and go maybe there's another way maybe this explains everything because i never got really caught up in whether it was a center addiction in the beginning it didn't matter anymore to me i just wanted to quit using drugs you know whatever it took just quit using drugs well
1: most of people there that's not what they're thinking about when they first you know ride into recovery they're not like worried about some philosophical (laughs) debate or whatever they just need to gain 30 pounds you know
0: and i and i needed i needed a reason to to have hope and that's what that disease concept did for me it gave me hope to realize that maybe there's nothing really wrong with me because i had convinced myself that this was the way i was going to live all my life i was going to be a drug addict until i died they were going to put me in prison or they were going to put me in in a grave one of those two things was going to happen and i knew that if if that didn't happen then possibly I could get sober, but the, the, the chances of me getting sober was next to none because I had just tried every way possible because I always tried to do it with my own will. I mean, th- there wasn't a choice for me. My choice was gone, as you said earlier, but there there's the the flip side of this that you you see that, okay, so th- before I get there, usually what I've seen in my time in recovery is the people who, who lean towards addiction as a disease are oftentimes in recovery. So they they've held on to the hope that it is just a disease and that we can um, we can get sober because what's what's flawed with us is mentally it's in our head and that's where I have our problems center. Mm, now the people um, who lean really heavy on that addiction is a sin and just s- a choice. Yes, um, oftentimes turn out to be very religious people. Right. Um, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but no, that, that's I, what
1: I see most time.
0: Yeah, you know, I, and I'm really generalizing a lot of stuff there. But you know, there's there's scriptures like a, I think it's in Ephesians five nineteen where it talks about um, and be not drunk with wine, where is in excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So we, we use we use scriptures like that to say, you know. Um, that that we shouldn't be drunk, um, and a lot of these scriptures I've seen take things out of context, mm-hmm. um, but and, and there's many more I'm sure of um, that that will go on to, to criticize and condemn someone because they've they've used alcohol or drugs too much, mm-hmm. and they consider that a sin. I would agree with that statement. If you've used in excess, then you. If you use anything excess, you would be called a sinner. Right. You know, um it, it would be too much. Now to your point, um we often we uh, the whole choice thing comes into play, right? Mm-hmm. And so we know that we're doing something and it's wrong. Well, that definitely makes it a sin.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that it's not it, that it's only a disease. Right you know they they're not they're not mutually exclusive it's not just that it's one or the other mm-hmm. it's there that that there is a disease element to it mm-hmm. where you know like you were saying you know I you know I was using against my will right. like even though I wanted to, to choose and would often actually choose not to keep doing it I would keep doing it and that and that comes to you know another uh, you know, major point that points to that it is a disease is that, you know, the, the physical addiction part, you know, where you're actually physically addicted, you know, to whatever the substance is, you know, if it's, if it's heroin or if it's alcohol or whatever, you know, like you get so physically addicted to it, not just mentally that, you know, you're going to keep, you're going to keep going no matter what. And, um, I t- like the hundred the the one hundred nuns analogy. You, I've, I've told you this, hadn't
0: I? Well, I think you tried to use it, and it went south on you last no, time. You it, used this? No, it worked. <laughs> if you take a
1: hundred nuns, and you you know give them heroin for thirty days. <laughs> yep, this is the one that went south. <laughs> I like this one. It's there's, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know why we're giving nuns heroin, but anyway, (laughs) if you do it and then at the end of 30 days, you know, that you're going to have probably 30 nuns addicted to heroin.
0: This is probably the reason you're a pastor, not a priest.
1: (laughs) Probably. (laughs) No nuns were harmed in the recording of this podcast. (laughs) But anyway, it's, it's a physical thing, too, and you know, they have actually, you know, like there's physical evidence that addiction is a disease. Like they've, I don't know, I I can't reference the study or whatever, but there was a study, you know, on alcoholics with some different hereditary links, you know, where, you know, they studied, you know, multi-generational family and they saw genetic markers that showed that, you know, there were similarities there or whatever. And, you know, Like whenever i drink alcohol or use a drug like my brain acts differently than a person who doesn't have an addiction you know past or whatever or is not addicted to anything like i remember in college you know drinking and drinking differently from people and and you know and hearing somebody say oh i feel it now i'm gonna stop well that was not the way my brain responds to that. Right. And there's a, like there's something that is physically different about me and how my brain responds to substances than your your average person.
0: Yeah, that makes me think of the story you told me about whenever you quit doing drugs on one of your things and you came back home and your buddy said, hey, let's look up for a few beers. Yeah, let's and like, a few yeah. Beers. Yeah. Okay, that'll be fun. Then after the next day, he said, maybe you shouldn't drink either. You shouldn't do nothing, man.
1: <laughs> Don't, I think you should just do nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I definitely think that there is something physically that's different about me and and other alcoholics and addicts that when we do use substances something different happens you know our brain reacts differently to that and that tends to point that you know this is a disease that's not a matter of of willpower or
0: choice i completely agree with what you're saying now is that what we've been conditioned to hear in recovery possibly possibly Uh, i you know, I, I, I'm not so naive that that couldn't be a possibility. Has it worked for me? It has worked. I am mm-hmm. no longer um, using and drinking, you know, like I was years ago. So it, it has made me a better person in general, kind of like, well, you began saying all this, but I'm not I'm not there yet. So it's kind of my very uh, initial premise that without the drugs and alcohol, I am better. Um without them and that other people view me as a better person um do i still sin even though i don't yes you know there there are still things that i do that i know that is wrong um but I, i still hold on to the idea of that typically the ones that want to call addiction just a sin are very religious people oftentimes they're the same people who go to church every Sunday but would not want you in their church if you were an addict or using right yeah and I don't believe that is right at all um I've always been of the opinion even if you're drunk or high come on into the church building
1: no better place for you to be
0: exactly I mean that that's who you know as Christians you're supposed to be reaching out to yeah now there's times we put ourselves in bubbles and I'm even guilty of doing this and that's probably where they find themselves all this i'm kind of sidetracking we we could do a different story on but um you know is addiction a sin or disease well i think because of choice it is definitely a sin if you're doing it against uh, i mean if you're doing it because you choose to do it and you know that it's wrong then of course it's a sin yeah if you're doing it against your will um and you don't want to do it anymore. You find that it's more than likely a disease. Does that does that kind of make sense there? Yeah, um, I mean, I,
1: to to me, it, it is both. You know, yeah. The like it is a sin in the fact that addiction, any type of an addiction, has its roots and its genesis in sin and our brokenness as human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it can develop into a full blown, you know, mental and physical disease.
0: The cool part that I find in all of this is is whichever side you fall on, you can find answers in the Bible. Now right. um I, you know, I guess I'm kind of harsh on the religious folks here, even in, you know, talking about what I've said today. But it's, there there's truth there. But a lot of people will look to scripture and they'll find what they need out of there, or maybe cherry pick and use it as ammo against different people. And and I'm not even saying I haven't done this, you know. Maybe I have. I don't know that I have. But I know like um in Proverbs in 28, 13, it says, Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them find mercy. So at the end of the day, I think that, you know, if you if you want to look for wisdom, I think you can find it in that scripture that it doesn't matter if it's a sin. It doesn't matter if it's a disease. It's that we've got to confess that we have a problem. Yeah. And then by doing so, we can find help. Um, that help is called mercy there. It's, you know, we, we find that. In God, I mean, even if you go to a twelve step meeting, you won't find you know, you find your own conception of God, mm-hmm. but you're finding something bigger than yourself. As Christians, we believe that's Jesus Christ. Yeah. And for me, that's where I found mercy at. And I found a lot of grace there to to to, to know that it doesn't really matter if it's a sin or if it's a disease. It's that I can find hope in him. And um in the beginning of all of this um, I didn't think that was possible. I thought I, I like you, uh, was just so bad that even God didn't want me. Mm-hmm. And um, man, I found out that is so untrue. Those thoughts that I had that, yes, I'm a sinful person, but that's exactly the reason he died on a cross for me. You know, because I couldn't do it for myself. And he did for me what I couldn't do for myself. And um, without preaching a sermon here, mm-hmm. I, I know that. Today, I'm a better person. I don't have it all together. Um, I have a greater witness today because I'm not the person I was years ago, and I continue to strive to be better. Can I ever make the case that it makes sense to go and use again? Sure, I can make that case. Um, but I can justify anything in my head. Mm-hmm. I find that it's important for me to always go back to Scripture for me to see what is really true. And not only do I look at st- Scripture to see what is true, I've got to make sure that I'm reading that correctly and not trying to make it say what I want it to say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't really have anything to add on to that. No
0: closing preacher. thoughts, huh? Yeah, no. So
1: Well, I mean, I, I guess just the fact that, you know, I like the solution of seeing sin as a disease itself and and knowing that, you know, that the only remedy to that and the only way to be, you know, healed of that the disease of sin is in Christ, and, uh, you know, he's the only one that can break those chains of of bondage, no matter what it is. It doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol. Uh, I I do find it, um, you know, interesting that we don't ever – Nobody ever talks to somebody who is a food addict and says, hey, you know, it's a, you know, this is a disease or this is, you know, you can just choose to quit, you know, eating or whatever. It's only with addiction, with substance addiction that we find this whole debate or whatever. Um, and so I, I feel like this can can be broadened out to, to, to other types of addictions, too, that, you know, no, it doesn't really matter how you got to the, the point of addiction. What matters is what you do
0: do from there once you admit there's, there's a problem. Well, I agree with you 100%. Well, I think that's enough to close it down uh, and come to a close of another episode. Did we get to a, a closing thought? Well, I say it could be a sin, and I say it could be a disease. Yeah. And, you know, whatever side of the street you, you determine fits you, then... Just know that you can find help and you can find hope uh, because I've seen I've seen people get better either way. Mm-hmm. So with all that said, I'm Roger. I'm Jason. We're signing out. Thanks for listening to Soberholic with Roger and Jason. If you like the show and want to know more, check out Soberholicpodcast.com. Please remember to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week, Soberholics.